Hey, what is up, everyone? I'm Lee, and um, welcome back to another episode of Two Sided. I'm here joined with William, as always, and Jenny from Beyond Taiwan. Hi, my name is Jenny. Um, I'm a current sophomore at University of Toronto. I'm studying management and international business. Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you have anything that you want to add to you know Evie's? Well, discussion with us for Beyond Taiwan, or like. Oh no, she did a pretty good job. But yeah, just contact us if you have any questions in general. Oh、uh, yeah, so um, you're from Taiwan, and、mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about like your college application process. You know how、yeah. you applied to Canadian schools and you know other schools. So I only applied to one Canadian school. Um, which I'm currently in UFT, and the rest I applied for U.S., Australian, and U.K. schools. So the process was pretty simple. It's a lot easier than American ones. You just submit your SAT, or I I heard that you can also submit your GSAT、um, to the website, and then it'll ask you a few questions, and you answer in short paragraphs, and then you fill it out all on the The website, and that's generally it. There is there is one unified system for Ontario, but after that, you just go on the UFT website, which is pretty simple. So, is there like requirements for international students to take like TOEFL or? Um, there's no requirements, but they will give you um averages and stuff like that. So. For my program, the average is a little higher, but if you go to general management or other stuff, um, it it depends on the program. And um, for my program, you also get an interview, so that was very interesting. So just be prepared to study well and understand the school history and what's special about that program. Is that the only interview you did, like? For all、yeah. schools that you apply to, that's the only one. For other schools, I didn't really do an interview, but yeah, it it was really interesting because it was through an online method, and um, online is really different from real life, and you really space out. Um, before the interview, I practice a lot with my friends and even with teachers, um, but in real life, you completely go blank for a few seconds. And your body kind of goes on a、uh, auto control, so just prepare to、um, practice a lot. So when your body does go blank, you can go on auto control and hopefully answer. <laughs> so yeah,、uh, what kind of questions did you like? Were you asked to answer? Just like they asked,、uh, they asked really general questions like why this school, which is a really hard question as a whole. Why this school is like. It's like your partner asking you, "Why do you want to be my girlfriend or boyfriend?" Like you can't answer with physical like stuff like location. I like the buildings. You can't like do surface level stuff. You have to actually deep dig deep and go into the community and talk about everything you like. The little bits they're picking up on the little bits. They're not asking you about the surface level things that you can see on the website. Um, that was a question, and、um, to be honest, I didn't prepare well for a University of Toronto interview because I was just so burnt out at that point. But 
it was still a really interesting interview. And other than that, um, we also have Why This Program. So our program is pretty special. It's uh, management international business. So we do one year studying, one year working, one year uh, study, uh, studying abroad and half a year studying abroad, half a year studying uh, working abroad and then last year studying in Canada. So that question is just to ask whether you did enough research and whether you truly fit into the community because my program is only 50 people. So it's really selective. And every year, uh, thousands of people apply for it. So they really want to be um, picky on who they choose. So uh, how did you answer the question? Like, what do you like about University of Toronto? Or, um, or how do you wish you have, would have answered? You know? Okay, um, I didn't really give a good enough answer. So I'll say what I wish I answered. I said I really like U of T's culture of studying and its importance of um, being in that environment of encouraging each other. Because if you go in an environment where studying isn't prioritized, sometimes you fall off too. And I also really, really enjoyed the environment of a hands-on community. So that's why I chose co-op. I really don't study well through lectures or just listening. I need interactions. I need to talk to people. I need to do hands-on things. So co-op really was perfect for me. And um, that is why I would have, that is what I would have answered and then go into like the community or the, the campus history, such as like, we have a giant hiking trail behind our our campus, and it is like a a native Indian reserve. And then I I can go on about how I value so much uh, this aspect of U of T and how like every time there's an orientation, they highlight the importance of this reserve and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so you knew it right along that you wanted to like go for this kind of co-op program mm-hmm. or yeah because I, I think there's not a lot in you know united states or other countries yeah i was wondering if you like apply specifically specifically for those schools uh you know for their co-op programs or yeah my thought process was uh yeah co-op that's a plus but in u.s universities or other universities to be honest currently um People do internships during the summer. So it is similar, but uh, we get paid. <laughs> but so don't worry if your school doesn't have co-op, you will still have experiences. Yeah. So uh, you just know that you wanted to go for this co-op system. And I guess just the U.S. system doesn't really fit in for that kind of uh, education. Yeah, I think uh, it all depends on the type of school. So for example, I know NYU Stern, there's a few classes where you have to wear a suit every day and your entire class is just uh, case case studies. So that is very hands-on too. So it really depends on the type of school. For sure, for sure. Uh, so did you like regret choosing, you know, Canada over U.S. or like how do you feel about not going to the U.S.? Because considering most people would, you know, choose to go to the United States rather than, you know. Canada I, 
other countries? I don't think um, regret is a word, but sometimes I wonder what it will be like to have like a standard Americanized, you know, like those in the movies. Like, what would it be like to have like such a big camp? Okay, we have a big campus too, but like such a tight knit like football culture or party culture, for example. Yeah, UFT party culture sucks. We go to another school for parties. But um, yeah, I don't think regret is the right word, but it's just more like, hmm, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah, that's true, because you'll live for both like excellent lives in either places. But, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, the like United States system is just kind of different from Canadian, and it's going to give you a different experience if you go there. And, well, I want to say, I want to say like not regret, but just wonder how it would end up being, you know, yeah. at another place. And, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think American also has like, um, what I think is like, American colleges are more competitive. Well, in Canada, like U of T is on top. So there's certain things they don't want to change as much. So, for example, in America, if there's like a lot of rankings, right? So if your, your um, for example, mental health facilities isn't good enough, another school can beat you in that. And that's like the competition. But for UOT, like there's less competition, which m- makes it like staggered in some places where I think they can greatly improve on. So... This is like a statistic I really like to um, rant about UFT is like, I think they only have like 90 therapists for 90K students. And then like, when you um, show suicidal thoughts, they handcuff you to a security guard. So that's insane. Like, that's not a good measure. That's like, that's not good about like mental health at all. But when ranting about it to my friends, like what I realized is because UFT has no competition and anyone who gets into UFT will go to UFT in Canada, um, they don't feel the urge to change little things like that. Yeah, it's little things like that. I think there's only like three schools in Canada that are like really the top ones, right? Yeah. And in US, there's like a bunch, at least yeah. one, I guess. And yeah. I don't know, there's just a lot of competitions going on in United States and yeah I guess comparatively Canadian schools aren't that competitive Mm -hmm. and it's also like if I want to I want to have the ability and the freedom to go back to Taiwan or to go wherever so that limits the amount of universities more so if I wanted to stay in Canada I could go to another university but I want to go to one that is internationally yeah Yeah. And it's really different for, you know, Taiwanese schools, too. And William here is completely silent, but, you know, he can jump on and yeah. talk about Taiwanese universities. But, but I have a question first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think uh, in Toronto, uh, you do not have that much of competition, right? So- uh, It's not that... Okay, so yeah. academically, we have a lot of competition, but for for like school as a whole Uh, so you know how like in america there's a lot of rankings like oh acceptance rate rankings for 
how well dining food is. Like, there seriously is a dining food ranking. So, because, like, U of T knows that whoever applies to U of T and gets in will get will go regardless, they don't want to change the little stuff such as dining. Like, for example, I'm living off campus right now. I'm in University of Toronto Scarborough, which is a side campus. There's not enough um, dorms for everyone. So, for example, it only has 700 people, and that's first year. So I have to live off campus. I have to buy all furniture. I need to, like, sign rent and stuff like that. It's just, like, adulting sped up. So it's, like, little things like that. Like, I wish you gave us a little bit more, but, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. it's kind of this... a disadvantage. Yeah, slightly, slightly. Yeah. I think that's also the same for, you know, Taiwanese schools, too. There's only one that's, like, really globally known. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they don't really change for those, like, minor things. They, they just kind of go for what people are looking at and just, you know, the surface thing. Yeah. And, yeah. I guess that's one of the reasons why many people apply to United States schools, because they're all, like, amazing, but they're all competitive as well. Yeah. They're always trying to improve yeah yeah wow well the ranking is important so also the food is important too because the food here sucks so <laughs> you, know, you gotta have the ranking for cafeteria food or dining food or whatever yeah i have a friend at, um umass amherst and they got they get lobster for halloween lobster like a full lobster first of all why would you eat lobsters in halloween that's well I mean, they're in, you know, Massachusetts, so I guess that's, you know, seafood. Yeah, but, okay, that's just, like, a side tangent. <laughs> yeah. And it's expensive. You know, for my uh, middle and high school, it's, like, three U.S. dollars for just a small hamburger. Mm-hmm. There's not even, like, lettuce in it. It's just, uh, you know, two buns, one ham, I guess, and then one cheese, that's all. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. We need to have the ranking for dining food. Uh, yeah, so uh, I wanted to ask if there's like any tips that you would, you know, give out to students who are, you know, applying to either Canadian schools or U.S. schools. Like, what helps you in the process the most? I guess. Um, tips for Taiwanese students. Uh, I heard like UBC, U of T, they all accept um G GSAT. So don't worry. So just do well on GSTAT and maybe you can get in. And um, do well on extracurriculars. There's only three categories for extracurriculars, but you need to make those three really shine, especially if you want to focus on something like co-op. Um, yeah. And for stuff like business, since I'm, since I'm a business major, I can't really give advice on other majors, but mm-hmm. business, like, really value leadership just get a leadership position yeah well you said like three categories do you mean like three activities or yeah only three activities yeah it's really interesting like common app there's like 10 but there's only three i guess they only want you to put three because there's uh, for common app there's a space for you to fill out even more so you can put like a dozen even if you want yeah Oh, but I would suggest not filling out all 10 on Common App just because people will think you're lying for some. Yeah. 
they can't really check for you know. They can't yeah. check, but okay, if you give yeah. me a resume and that like yeah. someone has like fifteen hundred and ten activities, I'll be mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I'll be yeah. suspicious too. So how did you fill out those like you know, Canadian schools only ask for three and then US ask for ten. Yeah. So did you just fill out the last seven or like how how did you I prioritized um what I think people would want the most. Mm-hmm. So first I prioritized from the highest highest rank thing. So I was president for um global leadership organization and IBSA chapter. So of course I'm gonna put that. And then I also co-created a TEDx. So I'm going to put that too, since it's internationally renowned. And then I have two academic ones. So I needed one to show my interests, to show who I was. So I put um, art and design, which I won some awards for. So I put that in to show another side of me. But um, normally, I wouldn't suggest doing this. But it's just because I had two leadership positions in two like I would would suggest doing one one sport or art, one one volunteering and one academic. But I had two academic instead of volunteering. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, you know, I don't know if Tony's colleges have this kind of system, because I know they just recently added the I don't know what's it called, but they started to promote like extracurricular activities, and I was wondering how that has changed the college application process. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't. I don't think this changes a lot. But because, um, uh, because before we also have some kind of portfolio. But this, uh, in this year we started to upload what we did every semester. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's like more people start doing like research and volunteering because of the system yeah but i think more is like uh some maybe going to some camp or maybe yeah yeah more academic things mm-hmm, for sure i guess there is a gradual change and you know, it hasn't really developed yet so so jenny I, I wanted to ask you know besides you know tips like what was going on you know throughout your process and you know what was like interesting about it or just you know if you could share like a little story from yeah your, from experience sure 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 um i've only been online so i'll say that beforehand um and i'm going on campus right now um yeah so something interesting oh uh, one class i took was really interesting um it was public speaking class oh the entire class like 40% was based on one impromptu, 40% was based on the second impromptu, and the rest was based on little impromptu practices. So the entire class, there was no teaching material, just the professor would Zoom you, and then you just give an impromptu. And they check for like pauses, emphasis, and stuff like that. It was really interesting to see this type of class, because like, it's something you wouldn't expect normally. So that is one class that really stuck with me. Another is we have a co-op class. So 
they help you with building resumes and building building like cover letters, like building interviews and stuff like that. So we had a whole, we, we have to take it for two semesters. So first semester was focusing on resume, like what to put, what format. And I was like shocked because there's so many things I didn't know. Like when you Google resumes, you think it's really clear cut. You just follow a guide. But like to be, uh, it's actually a lot harder than you think. Like I spent like at least like two days on it and just to like, prioritize little things and like put numbers and like making sure it stands out so that was really interesting and then you also learn how to give a good interview so they teach you like pause which is like personal academic work related or or extracurriculars and then yeah so like it's like how to answer questions and stuff like that and making sure uh you encompass as a whole which I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, and then they teach you how to write cover letters. Like, I didn't even know cover letters were a thing. <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know, cover letters is like when you send in a job uh, application, you need to write a letter to show interest in the company and then give your resume. Like, yeah, and then they teach you how to do that. And then Excel sheets, like they teach you the little things, like how to pro how to use like the functions on excel so it was really nice to like tie it in as a whole and in that in that class we had to go to an actual interview like it was a mock interview but it was from actual business professionals so um through our website you can sign up with whatever company you want so i signed up for Kraft heinz you know like the macaroni and cheese one so it was really interesting talking to an actual professional and like sitting down dressing up and then like just going there in general so yeah it was really good practice it was all online right like yeah zoom yeah i guess that's a bummer i was wondering how that turned out you know for public speaking with zoom or yeah yeah it was just like my class was like at like 7 a.m taiwan time so Mm -hmm. i was just like screaming at the top of my lungs like hello and then i'm pretty sure my, my parents were just like <laughs> but what is she doing yeah. yeah it was really interesting though but you know comparing to like i guess taiwanese classes that you had in high school mm-hmm. it's like completely different right uh, some are similar like math accounting classes are all lecture based it's like it depends on the type of class public speaking you can't read and do and then like co-op stuff like you have to actually practice and then but like for some subjects such as like math it was just lectures yeah no one's math so you can't yeah. really do like presentation on it uh, yeah i was wondering how you know just i guess not academic wise but you know more of on your life side you know how's toronto you know the, the area how's you know living in canada or because i know you just moved there and I was wondering if you have like any, you know, thoughts on being on you know Canadian territory or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Canada right now. I just moved a few days ago, so to be honest, I'm not, still not familiar with this place. But it seems really nice. It's really big. Everything is so big here, and then it's kind of like America. It's literally so big. 
And then the public transits are actually really good. And uh, I can't wait till snow starts uh, mm. falling. I know my Canadian friends already told me I'm going to hate snow, but I can't wait for it. And then apparently there's this Canadian thing where snow only falls after Christmas, so it's never a white Christmas, and then you hate snow afterwards, which sucks. But it's okay. I will wait. Maybe it'll snow faster. So, But yeah, it's really fun. Like It's hotter than I thought. I thought it was going to be freezing, but maybe it'll be freezing yeah. soon. I know you've been to like, I guess California. How's that? You know, compared oh, the to differences? yeah, just oh, you know, two different lives, I guess. Yeah, it's actually pretty similar. But I what I realized is there's a lot of immigrants here. Like you can see all types of people. Yeah. Um, and then Asians are like Crazy. the predominant race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's so many Asians here. Like you you're uh, like you can walk around in the mall and then you'll just hear like Taiwanese accents, Cantonese, and then you can hear Chinese people. Yeah. It, it, you can hear like all types of languages mm-hmm. and then yeah, all types of food too. There's a lot of great Indian food, like Greek food. Yeah, I really like it around here. Was that one of your like criteria to I guess to have a lot of immigrants and a lot of Asians around you, because I know a lot of people wanted to have that kind of home feeling, mm. you know, being around by like Asians, especially people moving to like LA or San Francisco. Like, there's a bunch of Asians there. For me, it wasn't a priority, but I didn't want to go to a not diverse school. But like, it wasn't top priority. It was like somewhere in the middle. Like, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, but it's I'm lucky. Like. Um, one bus down, there's an entire Taiwanese center. Like, there's a center for like Taiwanese banks, and then there's like Taiwanese churches. Like, seriously, I was like, whoa, yeah. I should apply. <laughs> there's nothing in Washington. I mean, I guess there's one in like downtown, but that's like really far away from. Me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was fascinated by you know Canadian schools because I always wanted to apply there, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got you know citizenship here, so it's not a brag, but it's you know it's something that I have mm-hmm. to consider, considering you know how price is so high, you know the tuition and the cost of living and everything is just crazy high. Yep. Yeah. So William, do you want to apply to you know University of Toronto? Maybe I'm I'm really fond of like the atmosphere in Canada. I think yeah. like uh, the climate, the weather. Or maybe the pace, living slow. Do you think yeah. in Toronto is more uh, slower than in California or else? Slower? No. Really. Uh, maybe because I'm maybe because I'm near the city. Maybe uh, like outside the city, it'll be slower. But yeah, I think it's it's pretty fast. <laughs> so how? It's it's a major city, so I guess it's pretty fast paced. Uh, big but. cities. So, how's the weather there? The weather right yeah. now is really nice, but like my friends say, like oh, they don't go out when the weather's like higher than twenty degrees because it's too hot, and then they will go out in like negative fifteen degrees. Twenty <laughs> is like very moderate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. have you been to any places? 
I mean, like, you know, inside Toronto. No, I haven't started traveling yet. I've only been to Ikea. (laughs) Something. Yeah, Yeah. Ikea's nice. (laughs) Is it the same, though? It's basically the same. same. Uh, Just a lot bigger. I mean, I think the food are, like, localized, right? I'm not sure if this is true, but I think Ikea has, like, different foods for different Mm -hmm. cities. Yeah. So, do you have any, like, I guess, recommendations if people wanted to apply to the United, well, not the United States, sorry, Canadian schools, like, specifically for Canadian schools, like, because I guess it's different for U.S., or is it not? Uh, <laughs> is it not? Uh, the only difference is just go to their website, I think. <laughs> but, what about, like, you know, the atmosphere, like, people considering Canadian schools? Would it be different for... Um. Yeah, just get used to a lot of Asians, a lot of cultures. I think generally that's it. And then, like, you'll always meet a bunch of people who are, like, really braggy and a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about. But I think you'll meet that in every school. So I don't think, I don't know if it's something special to U of T. But, yeah, I think generally the people I talk to are all really woke and then, like, they're all really, like, they're all really academically driven, which I think is really nice. Like, they know what they want. Uh, I was wondering how many, like, percentage-wise, you know, students are international students or just studying abroad, coming from outside. Of I have Canada. no idea. <laughs> but oh, that's okay. a, lot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if there's, yeah. like, a lot of students coming there. My campus is also a um a what do you call it? A I forgot what what's the word, but it's like Canadians they drive there so they don't live on campus as much. So like if you live on campus it's mostly all international. Like the building I'm living in, there's like a Hong Kong residence. Like we nice. they call it the Hong Kong gang. So like you can just go up the stairs and then like see like hang is out. Is there a Taiwan gang? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not here long enough. Yeah, I'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Long enough to find a Hong Kong king. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, it's kind of similar, considering how close Canada and U.S. are. It's basically just a cross-border. Yeah. And I think you're close to, like, Michigan. Or, yeah. yeah I'm so that. close. So, yeah, you can just drive there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, why did you, like, choose, you know, University of Toronto over, like, other Canadian schools? Like, UBC, Waterloo, you know, other... Um, I didn't choose UBC because a lot of people's first-hand experience told me not to. Um, You might want to cut this because it's kind of... That's why we're going to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep it? Yeah. You got to keep something. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so I told a few people, and they're like, don't go. It's like a expensive community college. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about that. It's their experiences. And then at that point, I was so burnt out. I was like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, this application is too long. I'm just going to do UFT. Yeah. Because I think UBC is the most known for Taiwan students. I, I think, don't I'm know, not sure. but 
But yeah, just don't take this as facts. It's just what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I have a easy friend. <laughs> what about Waterloo? You know, Waterloo. Uh, yeah. it's for CS, so I don't know about sorry CS. I I yeah. just know it's known for CS, and I know um they they have a rivalry with UFT. But I also know, like last year when the pandemic started, the two schools, like they went insane. Like they started writing fan fictions for the mascots together and like drawing them together. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like imagine me getting in, and then the first thing you see on the social media page is like fan fiction of two schools. Yeah, interesting. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you should go to UBC instead. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should go to UBC. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was wondering what countries did you most wanted to go to? Um, like when you apply, because you apply to like a lot of schools from different countries, right? Yeah. Like Australia and other. I applied to Australia, UK, and um Canada and America. So, Australia was kind of a backup plan because, yeah. Yeah, I needed a competitive environment. No offense, Australia. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna offend everyone, right? <laughs> UK, I didn't really feel as natural there, but I still applied just in case. But it's interesting. Yeah, I I really like the old buildings and such. Yeah, and I guess I was aiming for America, but yeah. Uh, I wasn't really aiming for a school. It was just uh for a country. It was just what schools I can get into. Mm. Did people have like I don't know expectations for American and they just want to go to America for sure? Yeah. Like they don't apply to any other schools, just American school, American schools. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends went like yeah. Sometimes you just want like to experience like the so-called American university. Trust me, it's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, it's I don't know. It's very different from Taiwan, yeah. It's yeah, my thoughts is just like I'll just fly over someday and then come back. <laughs> so, wait, how long have you been there? Oh, I've only been here for two days. <laughs> oh, for two days. Oh, that's so. Wow, so you just left Taiwan? Um, I I went to America for a month. Because my brother is American and he has to do some social security things. Oh, so are you vaccinated there? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Oh. So, yeah. are you? Will be the only one that's not? Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> are you kind of homesick right now or not yet? Not yet. So, not yet. Like I go to. Maybe I travel to Japan for two weeks and I feel like, oh, I really want to eat rulofan like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Like I feel like my meals are like seventy percent Asian and then thirty percent maybe like West. Oh. So yeah, I don't know. Like there's a lot of Asian food here. Oh. Yeah, that's. But I think it's also because like I just left my family, so I don't miss them as much. Like two days, oh. <laughs> but I miss my pets a lot. Like my pets are in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I do miss Taiwanese food, but it hasn't really kicked me yet. Oh, 
just got a few months and just I'm serious. <laughs> but seriously though, I yeah. I've been I haven't been to Taiwan in like two years, I think. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. Ta- I yeah. Taiwan's just so nice. Like you don't you, you don't appreciate the little things. Like you think like, oh, subway system's so like easy to handle and it's like seven eleven so convenient. Like you don't you you don't like you don't like Appreciate be it. grateful to like the little things until you yeah. leave. So William, you know, be grateful for what you have now. Okay. I'll be so <laughs> do you experience uh some culture shock? Like not really. Not really. I, yeah, because Canada well, you live in the same city as Taipei. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Canada's really, really culturally diverse. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I wouldn't say culture shock. Yeah, because there's a lot of you know Asian people there, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot of culture shock. Like they say, you if you go to Vancouver, you can just speak Chinese and live. Yeah. Wow. Like I think it's the same for like LA. Yeah. They just too many Asians but I guess it's a lot uh, it's the same for a lot of western countries too many immigrants yeah it's it's really nice here there's like three boba places like near a hundred meters of my house like there's literally a coco downstairs and so I'm like <laughs> you haven't been there it's been two days oh, no I did I did oh, cool. so that's not gonna help my boba addiction but yeah, yeah. it's actually okay like you really miss boba when you leave. Yeah, Cheap, really. tell me about it. I haven't drank boba in like a year, so. It's so expensive here. It's seven dollars for boba. That's wow. like a hundred and forty NT. Yeah, so appreciate Taipei, you know. <laughs> okay. Taiwan. Yeah, I every time when yeah. I buy boba. <laughs> I mean, it's a good place to live, but it's not really friendly for you know working and. Yeah. I guess you know, I mean the environment is fine i guess compared to a lot of asian countries but i guess the uh, the salary there you go the salary is super low for mm-hmm. the companies yeah, yeah, yeah. i guess that's one of the reasons why people wanted to go to western countries because of the working the high paying jobs and uh-huh. i guess there's more opportunities in western countries than in taipei and taiwan so. i think it's also cultural differences so it's like uh in Taiwan there's like you're expected to work overtime and stuff like that. Uh like unpaid overtime. And then like it's little cultures like that where like in other cultures they value personal time and like when when works off, works off, you know? But then in Taiwan there's also like you can call it twenty four seven basically. But that's also company culture, so it depends on the company. But I think in general, what I've seen so far, it's typically more that side. So yeah, William, do you plan to you know stay in Taiwan for your job? Or... For what? Yeah. You know, like applying to big companies, or I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I think Taiwan is, uh. You, you just say you need to work like 24-7 or something. Yeah. I think China is more like, how can yeah, I say that? Worse. They work more. 
they work hard. Yeah. <laughs> really, like yeah. I always feel. I think. Oh, I think I was too lazy compared to those、yeah. Chinese. Yeah, I want. I want to see from like a Tony's perspective. I guess. Like, do you feel like you would want to go outside for like job opportunities more, or do you want to stay in Taiwan? Because there's both like advantages and you know yeah, downsides think, to it. Um, I don't know. I think. This too early for me. Right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what I mean about Taiwan is like more Asia generally because it's more of a collectivist society. So, yeah, it's like they value like cohesion more than independence and stuff like that. So it's just different cultures. Uh, people prefer either. I just personally prefer more individualist societies.、Yeah. I think a lot of like. Immigrants or international students wanted that kind of like,、yeah. like culture, I guess. Oh, that you know, it is the collective effort that make us have zero new cases this week, not this week,、that's、yesterday、true. or. Yeah, that's. That's yeah, true. That's really true. That's. Proud of. Yeah, good place. You know Taiwan.、Uh, yeah. Anyways, so today I finally went back to school, for about three months. I think this is short compared to you, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, I've been home for a year and six months, five months, something like that. Yeah. I need to. Yeah, collectivist cultures have its pluses too,、yeah. especially the pandemic. But working-wise, I personally don't like it.、Uh, yeah. That's kind of like my struggle. Is Wanted to live in Taiwan, but I don't want to work in Taiwan. Yeah, socially it's amazing. Like I love it when people、sure. like pick up trash when they leave and stuff like that. But working, yeah. <laughs> but but you can get all the advantages, right? So you need、yeah. to choose、yeah. between. Yeah, you just have to weigh two different, yeah, completely different things and see which one you value the most. Or... Yeah. Uh, all right, I think that's it for this episode.、Uh, Jenny, do you have anything that you want to say to the audience, or no?、Nope. Nothing. Right. <laughs> any <laughs> questions no, about no,、um, like studying abroad, America, Canada? Just hit us up at、uh, Beyond Taiwan. That's it. All right.、Uh, you know, thank you for joining us. And I know you just moved, and you know, it's nice to have you here.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye.